0: I'm going to ask you to turn with us to the book of Mark, chapter number 5. The book of Mark, chapter number 5 this morning. And we are going to go on a journey together. The Lord would help us for a few moments today. Before I dive into the Word, let me just take a moment and welcome our online audience. May the Lord bless you this morning, wherever you're from. And uh, we're so thankful for those that faithfully join us every service and uh, you know who you are and we say thank you uh, for doing that and uh, hopefully the word of the lord is a blessing to you this morning as well also i want to acknowledge uh, this morning happy birthday to a very special girl michaela uh, always working behind the scenes here at the church and helping and uh, we honor her this morning Uh, so happy birthday uh, michaela to a quite special lady amen Mm. Mm. So if, if we need something she's always faithful to help try to do that and we're so grateful grateful for her this morning if you have your bibles mark chapter number five I'm going to read together with you if the lord would help us for a few moments beginning in verse number one I'm going to read down through this chapter a little ways uh uh a little longer than normal but i believe it's important for us to get this story maybe some of you are familiar with it Um uh, But uh, I believe it's important for us to revisit it this morning. Our subject this morning, if the Lord would help us, is going to be the battle for humanity. The battle for humanity. But let us go to the word of the Lord this morning. It says, and they came over unto the other side, speaking of Jesus and his disciples, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, He ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee, by God, that thou tormentest me not. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountain a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand and were choked in the sea." And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus. And they saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. However, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath now and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for the privilege to stand before your precious people one more time. Lord, I pray that you would give us the ability to hear, hearts to receive today. And Lord, I pray that we would be awakened to the task at hand. Lord, for we know today that time is short. And today is the day of the harvest. So today, Father, I pray that we would not just hear, but we would be moved to action to be that which you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord this morning. We are in a place where much could be said concerning many things today. But I believe that it's important for us to examine the time frame in which we find ourselves living, and then look at the Word of the Lord and begin to examine exactly what should be our attitude concerning it. The current condition of our world is unsettling. We know today that evil is flexing its muscles across the globe. Hatred is reaching levels that we have never witnessed in our lifetime. We know that as we're sitting in a place of comfort today, we could talk about many other parts of the globe that has been torn to shreds this morning. Whether we're talking about the attacks in Ukraine, or whether we're talking about Israel and Gaza and everything that's going on there, or whether we could talk also about the untold stories of war in other places such as Armenia, where we just came back from, as well as Sudan. In Sudan this morning, it is not talked about, but it is something that needs to be exposed. That is this, that nearly six million people have been led to a place of homelessness this year because of evil. Currently, right now, estimates say that 25 million people are in great need of assistance in Sudan while a little better than 9,000 have been brutally, savagely taken and murdered and slaughtered by evil. We're talking about those that are infants and elderly alike. All of the while this is taking place, spiritual apathy is still very much alive and well in the local assemblies across this nation and many others. The very things that God hates is that which we now celebrate. If you were to go to your Bible and read in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, you would find that there's seven things that's mentioned. Six of those things God hates and the seventh is an abomination. We know this, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that desee that desired wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaks lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren—all of those things are now present and the norm if we're not careful in our society. The drumbeats of war are beating or ra- ringing loudly, while the altars in many places remain empty. Our children are being ripped from our arms, and we continue, oftentimes, to sit in silence. We are drunk on entertainment, and we are filled with selfish pride. We fund what we say that we're against, and we refuse to support what we say we are for. Darkness is spreading. Joy is absent. Peace is missing, and hope is lost for many. Which means there is no greater time than now for a wind of revival to begin to blow across the globe one more time. But please hear me this morning. We are in a battle. We can bury our head in the sand if we choose to, but we are not in just any battle, but we are in a battle for humanity. I must remind you that in Psalm 16 and 11, it says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. When I look around the world and I see what I see, it's obvious that there is an absence of joy and that is a direct result because there is an absence of his presence. I can understand that when I'm speaking of the secular society, but I have a really hard time of processing that when I hear men and women that make a proclamation that Jesus is Lord of their life, but yet there is no joy, and there is no peace, there is no rest. If you stay with me to the end, it'll get better, I promise. But I have to just be obedient to the word of the Lord this morning. I have to tell you today that what we're seeing around us is not just a generation that is filled with hopelessness, but it is also a generation that feels like it is helpless and it can't get beyond where it is currently. May I ask you a question this morning, a very personal question? Are you filled with joy or is there an absence of it in this moment in your life Can I tell you today, the psalmist wrote these words in Psalms 51, 10 through 12. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. He realized that without you, I can do nothing. I have to remind us this morning, I'm thankful for the increase uh, in in all of the areas of life that we have encountered. I'm I'm thankful for the advancements of, of the things that we have been blessed with. But without him, we have nothing. We often forget, if we're not careful, that man was created in the likeness and the image of God before the fall of Adam in the garden. You know, when man was created on the sixth day, he was created with a lion nature as well as a lambish nature. A lion nature was created within the heart of man so that he could take dominion and he could subdue and he could be what God had called him to be. But a lambish nature was also instilled in that individual because of the simple fact that man had to yield to the authority of God. And therefore, but when the fall of man came in Genesis chapter 3, we lost our lion nature, and therefore all we had was a lambish nature, and but yet we yielded to the wrong thing. And therefore, every man since Adam has been brought forth in iniquity. Therefore, gross darkness is now... Spreading across the face of the globe because please hear me I believe the greatest and most tragic event that there is is men been separated from his creator The failure to bring revelation to this generation concerning Christ is very troubling As well as very destructive this morning There's an urgency in my spirit today (coughs) To bring real clarity to the people of God as well as the people of the world That we desperately need to be in the presence of god mark chapter 5 shows us the true picture of what happens to humanity when they are absent from the presence of the lord we see that a man had become overran by demonic powers from the pits of hell itself this was someone's son this was someone who was part of a family this was someone who was part of a community Yet we see him dwelling among the tombs, out of his mind, crying and cutting himself with stones. Could not find any rest, could not find any peace, could not find any joy. Men was not able to bind him because of what had happened overpowered his life men was not able to protect him because of what had overpowered his life allow me to say this to you and I today this event that we read together did not happen overnight but it started just a little at a time When he began to choose to go after things of the darkness instead of following after the glorious light of God, he began to open himself up to that which was evil. And there that which did for a moment of time began to oppress him, ended up possessing him. Today we are seeing this being played out before our very eyes. Can I tell you today that if you and I are not careful, we will fail to understand. the gravity of the situation of our hour our children in the earliest of age is now filled with such a rage that they cannot even be contained or controlled by the time they get to kindergarten please hear me it's because of the environments in which they have been raised in they have been given over to gross darkness. I don't say that to be mean, but I'm saying that to be real this morning. We have children by the time they're in second and third grade that are now looking in the mirror and they don't like what they see in such a manner that they're cutting themselves and abusing themselves. By the time our children get to junior high, they're now abusing not just themselves, but they are now abusing one another. They're also producing children while they are still children and they have no idea of what tomorrow may bring for them. And many, by the time that they reach high school age, they have had multiple partners and are full of sickness and disease. Nobody is inspiring them to dream. Nobody is inspiring them that they can be anything other than what they currently see themselves as. Uh, And today, can I tell you, uh, our young adults are living in a place of utter torment. There has been many times that I've sat with people throughout the years in my office and other places, uh, and they would spend hours in their bedrooms or their bathrooms trying to scrub the filth off of them because of what had happened to them and many times not anything that they desired to have happen But yet they're in a state of torment and there's no way to escape it. Uh, But can I tell you, when you begin to sit and examine all of it, it is nothing more than an attack uh, of the enemy trying to destroy humanity. Suicide is now one of the leading causes of death in our youth because of the environment that they find themselves in. With that being said, I think it's important that we examine this environment that they are now considering to be normal. The truth is, it appears that this environment has everything on the surface. Uh, It has money, uh, it has fame, uh, it has fortune, uh, it has drugs, it has sex, it has cars, it has houses. uh, It has the latest and greatest of name brand designer clothing. But yet, uh, we see nothing but destruction continually been birthed out of it. Uh, The question today must be asked, uh, is this really success? Uh, I'm reminded of a man uh, that was taking over for a man by the name of Moses. His name was Joshua, and the word of the Lord came to him in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8, and it simply said this, if you'll stay committed to my words and my commandments and my statutes, if you won't go to the right or to the left, then you will have good success. Uh, Can I tell you today the true reality is that this is what's happening around us uh, is the results of when we take God and remove him from the equations of our life. Uh, This must be said uh, when you and I refuse to give Christ his rightful place uh, and we begin to yield ourselves to others, uh, we find that what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through the following begins to be true. He says this, Let not sin, therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourself unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace?" God forbid, know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Uh, what we're witnessing today is nothing more than a plague of death coming to a society. Therefore, while you think you can control the events of your life, you become overpowered by the power of darkness as well as controlled by it. Uh, The problem today is not just that that's what is, when we talk about it, uh, it's not just what's happening out there, uh, but it's what's happening in the house of God across the nation and the nations of the world. Uh, Yet we see today that we try to put a face on it and we say that everything is wonderful and altogether lovely. Uh, but this morning, I have to be real with you. Uh, we are in a place where it doesn't matter how well we dress it up. It doesn't matter how attractive we may think it is. Uh, if there is no presence of God, uh, there is no deliverance. Uh, and if there is no deliverance, uh, there is no reason for joy. Uh, and Ben, there is no avenue for peace this morning. Uh, but when we look at the story, in Mark chapter 5, we see that there's a man uh, that is in a place of utter torment, Uh, but the moment that Jesus arrives uh, is the moment that darkness is dealt with. Uh, We find that when he was yet a great way off, uh, this man comes running and falls down and worships him, Uh, but there's also a voice that begins to come out of this man, uh, which is nothing more than the demonic powers of hell. Uh, We find that it says, do not uh, torture us do not torment us Uh, they began to realize uh, that they could not stay in the realm of where Jesus was Uh, how many knows this morning that his presence changes everything Uh, if there's darkness in your life uh, can I tell you you need Jesus in Uh, you need to not keep him at arm's length but you need to welcome him in Uh, you need to encircle him in Uh, listen it is so easy to go through life uh, and say well this This is just what's happening. I just have to embrace it. This is just my lot. No, can I tell you for the one that will call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. It's not just talking about salvation, my friend, but it's talking about there's a release that can come. There is a joy that can come. There's a strength that can come. There's a peace that can come. There's a rest that can come. Listen, God did not send his only son uh, could go through what he went through in Pilate's Hall and on top of Mount Calvary uh, for you and I just to hope we make it to heaven. Uh, But he went through what he went through uh, so that you and I could walk in power uh, and authority uh, and we could have peace of mind. We could walk in a place uh, where the enemy does not have the power or the authority uh, to dictate our life. Uh, What I'm saying is this. uh, You and I uh, have been made overcomers uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Uh, what is my testimony? Uh, is I'm still living. Uh, if the enemy would have had his way, he would have done took me out uh, along with all of you. Uh, but because you are covered by the blood this morning, uh, because of the power of his presence, uh, because of a joy unspeakable and full of Glory! You sit there, and I'll preach anyway. Because can I tell you? You gotta realize it is the presence of God that has kept you in a place of victory. But there's a generation that needs delivered and set free, and you and I have the answer this morning. Can I tell you this morning, if we're not careful, we will sit and we will say, well, I hope something changes. Uh, But notice when you look at the story, we see that when Jesus was brought into the coast of this area, darkness begins to be dispelled. And the one that no one could do anything with... We find him in verse number 15. He is clothed and he is in his right mind. Can I say something to grandmas and mamas and grandpas and daddies? Don't you give up on them babies just yet. Because if you'll just bring the presence of the Lord into the room where they are. You see... The enemy says, oh, you're just you. Yeah, I'm just me. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I tell you, when the presence of the Lord is living and dwelling in you, when you walk in, he walks in. When you kneel down, he's kneeling down. When you begin to pray, Abba, Father, uh, he then is making intercession on your behalf. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, you and I need to understand there is still power uh, in the presence of the Lord. Uh, You and I today uh, are living in a world that's filled with noise, uh, and the enemy wants you to hear everything but what I'm trying to deliver to you this morning, uh, and that is this, there is still power uh, in the presence of God. Uh, Listen, uh, he is still, all authority, uh, he is still able to bring restoration. Uh, he's still able to bring healing. Uh, he's still able to do uh, exceedingly and abundantly what you could ever ask or think. Uh, but the enemy says, "Oh, you don't need him in your life right now. Uh, just go to church on Sunday. Uh, that's all you need to do. Uh, ju- ju- just give an offering. That's fine. Uh, just go be part of this event. Go, go sip your coffee before church. That's fine. Uh, but don't get into the presence of God." Uh, But can I tell you, uh, I'll drink a coffee with you. I'll dance with you when they sing the song. Uh, I'll even preach to you. But can I tell you, uh, I can't do it for you. Uh, But there's got to be a day uh, when that comes in your spirit and says, you know what, Uh, more than a preacher, uh, more than a singer, uh, more than a cup of coffee i need his presence uh, so that's when you got to lay everything else off uh, and you got to go down uh, and you got to do what some's done before us uh, where they kneel down uh, and they say oh god uh, i'm not going anywhere uh, until i encounter your presence uh, i'm not getting up from this place uh, until i get an answer uh, and when i get into the presence of almighty God uh, i may have went down in weakness uh, but i' get up in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, I'm fighting for a generation this morning. I'm telling you, the enemy wants to destroy them, but the God inside of you is able to rescue them. We see a release brought to him. Can I say this this morning in all of the love that I can find in my spirit? The church has been silent for too long. The truth must be proclaimed in this moment of time. There will be no victory in the lives of men until men once again fall at the feet of Jesus. Pride must be destroyed. Lust must be removed and faith must be released. Please hear me. Pride must be destroyed. Lustly desires of this world must be removed and faith must be released. While the world is in denial, the church must awaken we still need Jesus this morning, and we still need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus very elegantly in Ephesians chapter 5 and 14 through the following. He says, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil wherefore be not unwise but understanding what the will of the lord is be not drunk with wine where excess but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making a melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ Can I tell you today, not only must there be an awakening, not only must there be an infilling of the Spirit, but there must once again be a heart of gratitude for that which the Lord has given us. Do you realize what you have? We could not do it in ourselves this morning, friend. While the elect of our day presents a false narrative, the church must arise and present truth once again. Can I tell you, I don't come this morning to be harsh or to be hard, but I must speak the word of the Lord, and that is this in Matthew seven thirteen and 14. It says, enter you in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I believe that needs to settle down into our spirits today, where we can self-examine. I know what the world is saying today, but I have to also give you John 14 and 6. Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me." I know that this isn't popular, and I know that there would be those that would simply say, Preacher, you shouldn't say certain things. If you're wanting to be successful, and if you're wanting to reach the masses, you, you just have to stay away from a few things. But Listen, I'm I'm pushed this morning to tell you that it isn't about what is presented on the outward, but it is about what is the true condition of the inward. Because I'm reminded the prophet of the Lord heard these words when he said, surely it's that one or surely it's that one. And the Lord said, listen, I don't look on the outward, but I look at the heart of men. Listen, you can dress this outside up and make everybody think that it's something that it's not, but if your heart's not after God, you're in trouble. You can fool the preacher, you can fool mama, you can fool daddy, you can fool a community, you can fool a nation, but you can't fool a king. Here's the the reality today. There will be many, there will be multitudes of people that in a day in the future, they will hear these words, depart from me because I never knew you. And many of those people will be faithful to the house of God. They'll be faithful to the event. They'll be faithful to their religion. But they will never have experienced his presence. How do I experience His presence this morning? It's not just accepting Christ and saying, yes, salvation is a free gift. And we accept that. We'll never earn it. Never can earn it. But after we receive this precious gift, there's a call that is given to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Paul deals with it with the church at Corinth a very young congregation of people, people that had been influenced by many things. But he began to write in Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17, he simply said these words. He says, Wherefore, come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If you read on a little further, he says, I'll be a father unto you. What he's simply saying is this, He said, you have to separate meaning. If you want to live and dwell in my presence, you can't live and dwell in darkness because in me is light and no darkness at all. Can I tell you, this is not about do's and don'ts, but this is what I will say to you. There is some things that just doesn't need to be named among you as a man of God, as a woman of God. I know our culture says it's okay to do this now, and it's okay to do that now, and I don't really see any wrong in this, and I don't see any wrong in that. Can I tell you, it's a slippery slope to a place called hell. Because separation is still required, and holiness is still a requirement. 1 Peter 1, 13-20, for the sake of time, I will not read all of it. But it simply says that we are to gird up the lawns of our mind, not fashioning ourselves after the former lust and ignorance, but we are to be holy for He is holy. What does holiness mean? I've taught on it throughout the years, but let me revisit it just for a moment. Holiness is a person, place, or thing that is set apart for the service of God. Meaning this, this is a vessel. This is a place where I don't want any darkness to dwell. This is a place that I just want to be yielded and surrendered to the things of God. Many people look at me like I'm foolish, and that's okay. I probably am in a lot of areas. But at the same time, when you yield yourself, you have to simply be willing to go when He says go. You have to stand when he says stand. You have to kneel when he says kneel. Because there's this thing inside of you where you're desiring just more, more, more. This morning, can I say this in closing? Hell is still real. It is still a place of pain and suffering. And while it was not made for you and I, Those of us that reject and refuse to surrender to Christ, we will spend eternity there. Forever separated. The thought that men can play with sin is destroying a generation that is in our presence today. Well, I believe that there should be a welcome mat and everybody should come as they are. We must not let them leave the way that they came. So the question must be asked this morning. Are we really concerned? When I walk down the streets of our city and other places, and I see the absence of joy, I see the pain of life, I see the brokenness. I see the hatred, and I see the helplessness. You see the same thing, but how much more of it do we have to see before we're moved to action? Because can I tell you, the enemy is doing everything he can to destroy a generation. And you and I have been entrusted with the greatest message that Jesus loves, that Jesus saves, that Jesus heals, and Jesus delivers. But yet we sit in silence and we fail to reveal the power of his presence have we so quickly forgotten what he has done for us? While it is detrimental for us to live in our past, it is very beneficial for us to visit it. And right now, for about 30 seconds, I'd like for you to go into your past and remember what he saved you from, what he delivered you from, what he healed you from. Where would I be if it had not been for him? The reason that I am here today and the reason that you're here today is because somebody didn't give up on you. It's because somebody understood the power of his presence and they said if we could just get them to experience and see Jesus... I know that they can turn it around. I wonder this morning, are we willing to be that for this generation? As they come to the music this morning, the time to respond is now. May I ask you this question? Will you and I stand to our feet and put on the whole armor of God and begin to fight for this generation? What's it going to really take for us to be awakened? God help us today to be shaken in a manner that we would be that which the early church was where we would be so endued with the power of the Holy Spirit that we would turn our world upside down like they did. If we're not careful, we'll Leave the house of the Lord today, and we'll say worship was good, the preaching was all right, and we'll already be in our tomorrow, and we'll go back chasing our dream or fulfilling our obligation. Nothing wrong with that. the greatest and the most important responsibility that we have is to walk in alliance and in relationship with the Word of the Lord like we've been called to in the Gospel of Mark we find that the great commandment is this love the Lord thy God with all thy heart which then sets the stage for the Great Commission Go into all the world sharing this glorious gospel. This past week, I was standing in the presence of individuals that had never heard the gospel message of Jesus. I I witnessed such gross darkness in the lives of men and women that I really don't have the ability to articulate it. I saw the hands of evil and all that it produces. There will be no political party that can fix what we're dealing with today. There will be no election cycle that will remedy the the situation of today. There will be no speech, no elegant delivery that will turn things around. The only hope that we have today is for the presence of God to settle down. And this morning, I must remind us that. Jesus is not going to stand up from the right hand of the father and Exit the throne room of heaven and put on the form of man once again and walk this earth To deliver men such as he delivered in Mark chapter 5 But he came He was the example he was the sacrifice he was the remedy and he made this statement before he left Greater things you shall do than I have done. We could say it in this manner You are going to be a continuation of that which I've started. Somewhere along the way, we've been led to believe something that is not biblical, and that is this Well, I'm saved. I'm sanctified I'm holy so I can't be present in darkness you can't live in darkness but you can go to darkness and you can dispel darkness I wonder how many young men young women like this young man is within our grasp today But we'll choose to look at it from a distance and say, oh, they're this or they're that. Listen. There are those that may not be living in tombs and they may not be physically cutting themselves on the outside, but they're still in as much torment and much bondage through many different types of addictions. Through many different types of relationships. But if somebody would just sit with them and give them Jesus, they too could be clothed and in their right mind again. That's why He, the Holy Spirit, is present on this earth right now. Not just so you and I can have goosebumps running up and down our spine occasionally. It's wonderful when we feel that. It's not just so somebody can be in a setting of worship and begin to give a word of knowledge or give a prophetic utterance or give a message in tongues and interpretation. That's wonderful, that's that's part of it. But the Holy Spirit is here to empower you and I so that we can go be the hands and feet of Christ in our family, in our community, in our nation, and in the nations of the world. where much is given, much is required and today when I look over the landscape of my life of 50 years, well I celebrate many things in my life. There's many years that I would have to say are wasted years where I did what I wanted and what I thought I needed. I say, God, forgive me. I can't go back and change those, but I can change today and the rest of the days that God may give me. I'm thankful for the blessings and I'm not speaking against it. But if all you're doing is chasing after something, It's going to be burned up with fever and heat in the days ahead. You're wasting your life. This ideal that we think a harvest is just going to come to us because we're going to get so anointed and we're going to be all together lovely and they're just going to be drawn to us not true there's so many people broken around us today that they don't even have the strength to get up but if we would take the presence of the Lord to them they could be made whole they could be reclothed oh but I have to listen listen This isn't about convenience. This isn't about personal preference. This is about a life that's in desperate need this morning that's all around us. Pursue your ambitions. We don't just need men and women in a platform. We need them in business. We need them in every avenue of life. I'm not saying don't go after a career. But I'm saying that you use whatever career or whatever platform you have to share the goodness of God and the grace of God in a place where there is so many hurting people all around you. I wonder this morning how much Jesus does people really see in you. power of his presence is what will change this thing. As we stand all over the house this morning. I don't know if you feel spiritually this morning what I feel. But there's a battle for humanity that's raging right now. The enemy's not waiting till your child turns 18 or 21 to go after them, but he's trying to steal them while they are just little, before they even walk, before they even talk. You could set your little child in front of a device and be teaching them the alphabet and the arithmetic things that they need in life but if you walk out of the room for a moment the enemy comes in through some type of ad to infiltrate their mind at such a young age he's battling he's fighting strategically and methodically he's reaching We have to become smarter, we have to become wiser. I would say it's probably safe to say that the majority of mommies and daddies and grandmas and grandpas in this room have no safety devices put in place on technology in your homes. Because we don't want to accept the responsibilities. But I'm going to tell you something, that's the world in which we live. If you're giving a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old something with no filters on it, you're giving them to the enemy. I don't care how well you shout in here on Sunday. And what you're saying is you can just have them. Solomon began to reign in the stead of his father. The Lord come to him in a dream and said, Solomon, what is it that you would have me to give you? Solomon said, I'm just a child. I have no idea how to handle this thing that's in front of me. You've given me a multitude of people that can't be numbered to lead and I'm honored to that, but at the same time, I don't know how to do it. So Lord, give me understanding give me wisdom the Lord said because you've not asked me to kill your enemies you've not asked me for fame you've not asked me for fortune I'm going to give you understanding and I'm going to give you wisdom there's never been a man before you nor will there be a man after you that ever has what you have but because you're asking for wisdom and understanding I'm also going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you an abundance. I'm going to give you everything that you need. What am I saying that for this morning is please hear me. This is a time where we need understanding of heart and we need wisdom. And if we ask for that, God is faithful to grant it to us. And if he gives us that wisdom and that understanding, all of the other things will be added to our lives that we need. Can I tell you today, we need to reach a generation. So here's what I'm going to do before we leave this house this morning. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know who Jesus is. is. your Lord and Savior. First of all, can I tell you today is the day of salvation. Maybe you're here, you're burdened down, you're overwhelmed. Maybe life is just weighing you down. Can I tell you, he is the answer. He is our source of strength. He is our deliverance. He is our hope. Maybe you're hearing this message, some part in this message dealt with your heart and said, you know what, I need to be about my father's business. I need to make a difference and maybe it even follows up with, I just don't know how, can I tell you, he will show you, he will lead you and he will guide you. So this morning, I'm just going to call us to a place of prayer today. Say minister in song, you can stand, you can kneel come to the front of this building pray in your seat but we need to put on the whole armor of God and we need to fight for a generation today I wonder if there's one if there's two if there's three that would say Lord if you can use anything you can use me if that's you this morning would you come thanks for watching i hope this message blessed you and if you could please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias um, and as always check our page you'll see all of our previous messages there uh, i hope this message again blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at and thanks for watching see you soon